if you or a loved one are suffering from extreme withdrawal, increased irritability, or explosive diarrhea due to the lack of survivor content in your life. Welcome to the fucking show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Reality Gurus podcast. As always, I am Lewis, and I'm joined by No Dave tonight. Uh, as we mentioned last week, Dave is uh, on a vacation right now, so I didn't want to bother him with any Survivor stuff, but honestly, he missed a terrible week. Uh, he had he picked a terrible week to miss because this was an awesome episode. Um, not for the reasons why Survivor set it up. You know, they they teed up some the hourglass thing and. We had the uh, knowledge is power twist played tonight, so you could think it'd be a big uh, night because of those, but actually it's just this cast is awesome, and uh, just kind of let them do their thing and the show will be good. Sort of what, I'm I'm happy with what's happening right now on Twitter, because I feel like in the past couple seasons, people have been like, oh, there's too many this, too many that, um, but it's it's been sort of mixed i at this point my entire feed is filled up with former players being like this sucks and it's just like being completely blunt like people that cbs just handed like hundreds of thousands of dollars um in stipends to they're all like this fucking sucks and i i think it's funny that sometimes in survivor everyone who comes on is like i'm a fan i'm a fan and in the past few seasons, it seems like everyone who says they're a fan beforehand afterwards is either like, is just one of us on Twitter or never talks about the show again. And I think that there's more and more like true fans on Twitter at this point, true fans that are former players that are on Twitter right now, um, you know, kind of speaking their minds about this and agreeing with a lot of the fan base. And I think it's it hits a little bit different when it's coming from the former players and it's like sure you could be a fan screaming at survivor and they can justify not listening to you because they're like well we know better than this person but now you have people that you handpicked to be on your show so like they have your approval or they they have wait yes they have your approval (laughs) i was getting confused if it was the other way around or not oh man it's kind of late right now um yeah i was they they have your approval you enjoy them as people enough to put them on your show and uh they are now against you and so it's kind of a it's a situation where uh hopefully they are they're watching online and you know usually you tell people that are celebrities or big companies like that it's like don't listen to the masses but I think when your product is, you know, there's a direct correlation between how much the fans like the show and how many people watch the show. So hopefully they're listening. That's all I'm saying. Um, obviously, I just had that slip up with my words a minute ago. Um, tonight has been a kind of crazy night for me. I got out of work a little bit early today, actually, because I was going to have to go back tonight Um as you guys know, I'm on the I'm on the road for work. I'm at a, a site, so we were doing some stuff today. Um, we're gonna have to come in kind of late tonight, so I left work early so that I could get the right amount of hours in. 
Um, and then about half an hour before I was going to leave, I was going to record this tomorrow. Um, then about a half an hour before I was going to leave, uh, I got a call that there was a, you know, a, a power surge and what we were trying to do, uh, it was going to have to get restarted and we were, so now we're doing it tomorrow. And so now I'm like screwed because I have to work way extra on a Friday or not hit 40 hours for the week and get paid less. So I'm hoping that I could just text my boss and be like, hey, this was unlucky, wasn't it? And have him be like, yeah, it's cool. How about you take how about you take Friday off too, just to be, uh, you know, just for all your trouble. So yeah, it's it's been a, a kind of crazy afternoon. Um, so the one thing I was like, you know what? It's a perfect time. Let's center myself, my brain, with some Survivor chat for you guys. It's been a very long time since I've been without Dave, since uh, the season 40 preseason, the Winners at War preseason, where I just had a shit ton of ideas that I wanted to do, and Dave was starting his new job, so he didn't have a ton of time, and it basically, I was just, every week I was ripping like three hour podcasts by myself just with, okay, how about we rank all the returning winners based on this arbitrary thing and this, and for about a month and a half, I just had all these stupid ass lists, but, uh, we do not have that tonight. We have an actual recap about an actual episode of Survivor. It is the final 12 of Survivor 41, and a stupid thing like there's a lot of stupid things about this season really stupid thing this whole earning your your buff thing so one group gets safety last week and he gives them the buffs he's like hey you're in guys you got to fight for your spot in the merge okay fine but then this week when they switch who's safe he then makes them take their buffs now they don't have a buff it's like it's so stupid everyone There's no tribes anymore. Everyone is individually voting. Every single person in the game is at this tribal council. There's no twist that's keeping... Like, if you're like, okay, a merged tribe is everyone being together on one tribe and that not changing, them not going back to tribes for the rest of the season. I would consider that the point being the merge. That happened last week. Why are we pretending that this isn't the merge? Like, and Sydney didn't make the jury... But that's not a that's not a, a criteria. Like typically, the merge starts with the first boot on the jury. But we've seen uh, season thirty nine, Jack made the jury and he was voted out pre merge. And we've also seen other times. I know it's happened more recently than this, but the one I'm remembering is uh, season thirty five. Jess Linden was the merge boot and did not make the merge, and so now that happens to Sydney as well. Um, yeah, it, that's just a stupid aside that I've noticed. Okay. But anyway, Sydney goes home. It's going to be a five to four to three vote. Uh, the three were Evie, Xander, and Tiffany voting for Deshaun. Uh, we had Sydney's in the shot in the dark, so she had no vote, but we still had 12 votes because Deshaun used his extra vote and the five, four, it was a split five for Sydney and four for Evie. Um, I would talk about the decision first. Usually that's what we do. But I just feel like there was so many things that impacted this decision that I'll just end up talking about them 
out of order and it'll make less sense. So I'll just go chronologically here. Um, starting with Erica smashing the hourglass, Jamie Halpert, she has her big moment in the sun. Um, we sort of knew that this was going to happen, uh, so I don't want to spend too much time on it because we basically did the entire last week's episode assuming this was going to happen. It was so obvious that it was going to happen. Um, Ricard, confirmed challenge beast. I told Dave he gets the challenge win. And Sydney was just seconds away, seconds away from safety. It is a massive butterfly effect because, like I'm going to mention later, Sydney is sort of the default option here. Basically to the point where between her and Ricard, whoever lost that was likely going to be the person to go home. It would have been very interesting to see because Deshaun and Danny, they were definitely willing to cut Sydney there um, pretty cleanly. Whereas Shan, I think it would have got a little bit messy with her and Ricard with those advantages that they've been fighting over um, and seeing if she would protect him against her group. I think push comes to shove, she probably would have let him go at this point, which is crazy. I think he probably would have aired out all her shit, and that may have been a, a last chance for him, but she couldn't get voted out, so it probably would not have worked. But... Yeah, what a what a butterfly effect there. Um, so because Ricard is now safe in the safety switches teams, we have Danny, Deshaun, Nasir, and Sydney, all former Blue Tribe members, and then Evie are all eligible to be voted out. So because of this, Evie, she becomes a pretty clear target. But Xander, he says his idol is pretty much common knowledge. This is a... Thing that I've talked about in the past where if you have a secret you should try to keep it a secret but once your shit is out there I think the most advantageous thing to do is actually to kind of shove in people's well not shove it in people's faces but like be like yeah this is out in the open and people are talking about it how about I join the conversation and I bring it out and I also talk about it with you guys because at that point it goes from being like, okay, we know Xander has an idol. Let's see if he's going to play it. That gets flipped to, okay, Xander has an idol and he's saying he's going to do this. What are we going to do about it? You are uh, kind of pushing people into having to make decisions that before they're relying on you to make the mistake. Now you're saying, I'm going to do something and you're trying to bait them into making a mistake knowing full well what you are going to do. So, and trying to create a situation where it's a win-win for you. So, I really liked him saying, yeah, I have an idol and I'm safe tonight. I'm going to play it on Evie. So, I thought that made a lot of sense. Now, Evie, Tiffany, and Xander, they, pretty much this entire episode say they're going to vote for Deshaun, which I thought was a little surprising. We'll talk about this a little more later in my rankings, but... uh they kind of jump on Deshaun, and it's for the reasons why we've been praising him so much. Um, but Evie, she's on to him, and they say they're voting for Deshaun. And Deshaun, this is sort of the first moment this entire season that I've been not super impressed with Deshaun, because he's going to freak out a little bit. He's nervous because they're all supposed to vote for Evie, and now, hey, Xander's playing an idol on Evie, and she's going to be safe. Face value there. Uh, obviously, they're going to make a new plan, but until they make that new plan, Deshaun is the person going home. So he wants to switch it to Sydney, and he's he wants to like full switch to Sydney, which doesn't make sense because mathematically, a split 
works. They have three people out of 12. Even with if Xander used his extra vote, they would have had four votes out of 13. You can still split five to four to four in that case. And uh, yeah, even if the person who gets five votes has an idol played on them, that is still a four to four tie. And then, oh, by the way, you have nine people voting or I guess eight in the revote because one of your people would be in the tie. So the numbers indicate, and uh, it's hard to trust that at this point, the merge, you know, he's never even been to a tribal council. So I do sort of understand why he'd be nervous about this, but mathematically the split should get it done. Now I wholeheartedly think it should be Evie and another person that you're splitting on. But the thing that is so confusing to me is why is it Sydney and not Nasir? Because Deshaun says in this episode specifically that Danny and Sydney are his closest allies. Despite this final four or core four, whatever they want to call it, uh, that he made with Danny, Shan, and Liana, he says that Sydney and Danny are his two closest allies. And it seems at this point like him and Danny aren't going anywhere. Evie is one of the people on the block. Who's the other person? It's between Sydney and Nasir. I can't believe that they didn't throw Nasir under the bus. This is your the situation that this Nasir narrative has been building towards this entire season where he's good and he's sort of in with them, but when they need to cut one of their own, he's the guy they turn on. He's their sacrificial lamb. I don't understand why they didn't do this. And maybe it's because he has an idol, but I feel like you could have slipped it past him. I think that you could have convinced him that this was happening and been like, hey, actually, you know, we're voting for Nasir. Or you could just say, hey, Liana's stealing Xander's thing. We're all voting for Evie. And he probably would have went with it. Like, I think you could get Nasir to do a lot in the name of our alliance that he's not really a part of. So I just, I don't get it. I understand that he has an idol. And if he gets wise to things, then it, it could get a little hairy. But I just, I don't really understand uh, why why he wasn't even considered. Like they didn't even say, how about Nasir? Oh, he has an idol. Like that wasn't even said. His name just never came up. I was very surprised by that. Um, and as far as Sydney goes, I really hate making excuses um, because when we do these kind of things where we, we talk through every single person who's been on these shows for the last about five years. Um, you don't really like to grade on a curve for certain players and say it's black and white in this scenario and it's gray in this other scenario. I don't really like to do that because it's, it's not fair to the people that, uh, you know, we're treating it as a black and white situation when there's a lot of gray area that we didn't even see on the camera, um, as opposed to other times where the gray area is shown on the camera and then we're more sympathetic to those people. There's always stuff going on behind the scenes, so it's tough. But I'm really, uh, you know, I really think that Sydney got screwed a bit here because, yes, she hasn't been perfect, but there was just so much working against her in this episode to the point where when she used the shot in the dark... I actually thought this was a really good move. Like, yes, her vote would have tied her with Evie, and Evie probably goes home 
on a revote. Well, I mean, at that point, Deshaun and Danny have burned her so bad, maybe they do get rid of Sydney still on a revote. But she could have forced a tie if she voted. But the momentum swing, it was just like a punch in the face. It's like getting hit by a truck, it felt like. The full momentum swing, I mentioned it on the emergency press conference. I felt like Sydney was going home, and this is the reason why I felt like it was a good thing for Xander to not play the idol, was because... He is saying, I'm playing it for Evie, I'm playing it for Evie, I'm playing it for Evie. Then Sydney, uh, well, so he, he's saying this. Liana tries to steal his idol, and she whiffs. At that point, okay, Xander's idol is in place somewhere, and Evie probably has it. They're like, all right, Evie's probably going to be safe, and they start scrambling hard. That makes me think that the plan was definitely going to be Evie and something that they were not expecting just happened and they need to change it. And if you need to change it and it's not going to be Evie anymore, we've already talked about it. It's not Deshaun. It's not Danny. If they really aren't voting for Nasir, Sydney is totally right to think that, wow, I am fucked right here. I'm collateral damage at this point. Um, you know, it just, it felt like she was going. Like not splitting, going. Because they... They again. They think Evie has an idol at this point. They just think she's gonna play it because there's chaos, and uh, that they don't even have to worry about splitting because they they know she has it. They might as well get all their votes in on Sydney. That's really what I thought was going to happen. I was sort of surprised that they even were able to organize the split and all that. Um, and yeah, like I said, I hate excuses, but that was sort of the first one this season where it felt like. Someone got trapped, and it was pretty much out of their control. It kind of reminded me of a, a first boot tribal council, honestly, where uh, someone is kind of just doing their own thing, and then out of nowhere, their name gets mentioned, and it gains a little bit of traction, and all of a sudden, it's an avalanche on that person, and they're just gone. Um, it Really, that kind of momentum swing where everyone's like, let's just survive the night, that's really what it ended up feeling like um, on Sydney at the end. Okay, another thing that I've touched on a little bit is Xander. Xander and friends here with an amazing move. Obviously, they've all voted for Deshaun, and Deshaun did not go home. So take that for what it's worth. But Tiffany, Xander, and Evie seem to be a very tight three. They, The girls, like me, they're back on the Xander train. Um, and I actually think Liana's sort of shady behavior towards them and what they're this alliance that they're supposed to have i think that brought them closer together because they were sort of all keeping up this uh this facade of yeah we're still yasa or yase whatever the fuck um they're like yeah it's it's the four of us and really they're not together and as soon as one person is obviously against the group then the rest of the group is like what the fuck you just betrayed us even though none of them were really that together to begin with um so liana i'll say this it was a good try by her she's uh you know she tries to have the conversation where she figures out who is going to carry the idol into travel council and xander takes it and she says to evie what wait he's not gonna save you and she's like oh yeah he just he wants the moment you know so he's gonna take it and liana she's trying so hard to figure out 
who's going to keep it. Um, but she, at this point, has obviously dropped them for Shan, and they just are out on her. They don't trust her, and I don't blame them. Um, there's so much fluid going on at this point in the game. Um, I don't think that you can throw away your game to get in an argument with Liana being like, actually, we know that you're against us at this point, and sort of air it out. There's just there's not really a benefit. You're losing one person from your voting block. Um, and it, you're not losing them. You've already lost them. At this point, you would just be arguing over the fact that you've lost them, which is pointless. Um, but Xander here. This is the absolute heist of the century. Um, Evie, like, he keeps saying, yeah, it's getting played on Evie. The idol's getting played on Evie. Evie is a, a candidate to be holding this idol. Obviously, it's his. So you think, okay, Evie or Xander probably has it. Um, and they played it up so hard. It's the point where people were like, why are Evie and Xander just being like butt buddies at this point? Because they're, they're making it so obvious that they're together all for Sydney to be holding the idol the entire time. This is like a reverse Fiji where Alex and Mookie were like passing the idol back and forth. And they were just like, you know what? We're fucking voting out Edgardo instead. You guys don't want to let us know who actually has the idol. Fine. We're going to vote somebody else out. It's the reverse of that where they're like, oh, we don't know which one of you has the idol. Well, uh, we're definitely not suspecting this third person that, uh, you know, doesn't need to have the idol. There was no reason for Tiffany to have it, which is why she's the perfect person to give it to. Right. Um, Liana's face is hilarious. This whole scene is hilarious. This is one of the great, um, funny, but also, oh shit moments where, uh, if I was her, I'd be like, you gotta be fucking kidding. There's no way I just fucked that up, but she, (laughs) she did. Um, and I thought Xander played this perfectly, the fact that he has the the fake, which I'm not saying, like, to be a good player, you have to make fake idols. Like, that's not true. But considering he has one, this is a great point to use it where he has the real parchment and he has a fake idol and he does not have his actual idol in his possession. So if she asks him the question, uh, he doesn't actually have to say yes because he doesn't have the actual idol. So, uh, but the fact that he has this fake in his hand it just seems like there's no possible way that that's not it, right? We know Xander has an idol, and we know he's playing it for Evie. He brings out this idol, and he says, hey, I'm playing this for Evie. It just makes all the sense in the world that that is exactly what you think it is, and at the end of the day, it's not. Um, so also want to credit Evie and Tiffany as well. They played their parts perfectly, and I'm sure that this plan was a team effort to come up with. So props to them. Uh, This three could be in some trouble just because they're so down in the numbers, but that other group is not super solid. There is a core four um, at the center of, uh, I guess, an eight person. There was seven, seven people together tonight. It was the core four and then Heather. uh, I can't believe I said her first. Jesus, Nasir and Ricard. I I just went from worst to better there. Um, oh, and Erica's in there too. Yeah, so it is eight. Right, it is eight because now there's 11 and there's three. Okay, yeah. So there's there's eight people involved in this alliance. Um, or not alliance, just that voted together. And I could see somebody like Erica or Nasir just biting it next week. Um, 
but it's it's going to be tough for this three to stay intact. But I feel very confident about all three of them at this point. Um, okay, so that'll that'll do it for the recap. I'm trying to keep it a little quick because I am by myself, no one else to play off of. It's kind of just my own thoughts. So uh, there's not there's nothing that Dave can say that brings up something that I hadn't thought of that sparks a discussion. It's just kind of what's in my head at this point. So no segments this week. I'm just going to do my rankings and get the F.O. And I say that like I'm about to be done, and we all know how long-winded I am about my rankings. So let's get into it. I'm not doing top three because I'm by myself. Uh, there's not, like I said, not a ton of discussion to be had. So we're going to go through all three, and I'm going to give – or not all three, all 11. I'm going to give a short piece about each person. So my number 11 this week is Evie. She is not the 11th best player left in the game. But a thing that I like to say often is – that when your name gets brought up post-merge, it's really tough. Like, it does, you're not necessarily always the target then, but it's tough for the idea of voting for you to completely go away. I think Evie is always going to be a target just because she's the plan to vote out Evie was almost put into effect. And so for some reason, it just feels ready to go. Although if you're like, hey, Tiffany or Evie, like it takes the same amount of effort to vote out one or the other, but for some reason you'll just lean more towards uh more towards voting out Evie. It's an unconscious thing. It's just it's a tough thing for her. They're in the minority right now. If I were to bet on it, I think Evie probably I don't think she goes next necessarily, but uh, I do think Pretty shortly, her time may be, may be coming up here. Um, my number 10 is Heather. I can't believe, at this point, we are counting last week as the merge episode. This is the second episode after the merge. She's gotten, like, two confessionals, like, pretty much this entire time. And she even, we were in tribal council, and there's a live tribal going on. Everyone is talking to someone, and we have Heather just sitting there by herself, and then Jeff's like, oh, do you want to talk i guess and heather's like oh how crazy is this and that's her that's her thing she has nothing to say ever i'm fully on dave's train where if she was good at all we would get something at least even people who are kind of nothing but are bad we even get more from than we are from heather this is beyond purple this is like i don't know what darker shade of purple is violet darker than purple she might be Violet. She's Hoother. Literally Hoother. What is what is she? I have no idea. That's it on Hoother. Um, at 9, I have Nasir. Um, he maybe should be a little bit higher, but I think the only reason why he wasn't voted out tonight is because of the idol. Um, at some point, that thing is getting flushed. I don't know that he necessarily has the game ability to be like, oh, shit, they're trying to flush my idol. What's the thing I can... Like, I don't think that there's necessarily a plan that he has in his back pocket to save himself in any situation. Um, he's just kind of, I don't know. He's a fun character. I really like Nasir on the show, but I don't buy him long-term as a player. I think he is going to be one of these mid-merge boots. Uh, he's not this bad, but Karishma-like, where... 
uh, there's going to be like boom, 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 all these like big eliminations on like these big uh, threats. And one of these weeks, he's just going to end up going. And it's like, wow, you guys did all that for him. Um, that's I, that's what I see in the future here. Uh, at number eight, we have Erica. This is my last of the kind of like who cares portion. Um, Erica, she is a mystery to me. I think she's one of the few people actually that are this low that I think she's, I think she might be worse than her ranking here, actually. She, first of all, was just on the bottom of the blue tribe forever without knowing it. Then they merge. She gets sent to exile. She kind of figures it out. She at least saves herself. Um, but she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm saving myself because I can't trust like my old tribe and all that. But then she just votes with them. Like she's safe. This is the kind of thing where people talk about when you have immunity, it's a great time to take a shot because even if the plan falls apart, at least you can't go home. And she, along with a bunch of other people, have uh, have immunity. This should have been a great time. I mean, with all the with all the action on Deshaun, she should have went all in and tried to get Deshaun out at this point. There's there was no better option on the table for for her it was like that was the best option and then there was 50 feet of shit and then there's what she does which is just going with the flow she's just going to become one of these people that uh even if she goes deeper she has like no agency i think um and if she wins i'll eat my hat i don't give a fuck she's jamie halpert she doesn't do anything and that's that um Maybe we should do the full rankings more often because I have some mean shit to say about some of these people ranked near the bottom. Okay, um, top seven time. I think these seven... Evie, too, is a, a real player, I think, but um, she's kind of in a bad spot. But I think these seven are sort of the driving forces at this point. It's a game with 11 people in it where basically seven are commanding what's happening. Number seven, I have Deshaun. This may be a shock to everybody um, because for about a month now, Deshaun has been, like a month and a half even. I think episode two or three I put him at number one. And uh, Dave got on the train shortly after, and we have not wavered. He has been our number one for a very long time. But I was not expecting him to get votes this soon. I will be completely honest on that. And he stuck around, but there was like a decent chunk of this episode where I never thought he was going home, but I think he, like, genuinely thought he was going home. And I'm like, get it the fuck together, man. Just play it cool. You're not going anywhere. Relax. Um, that being said, so he he used his extra vote. And a lot of people be like, what the fuck? That was totally unnecessary. He voted for Evie instead of going home 5-3-3. to three to three, She went 5-4-3. to four to three, Or she stayed, sorry. Um, and it just didn't matter. But I think this is similar to the thing with Sydney, where, yes, it's it's hard to get the target off your back once you have it, but it's easy for, like, the game ebbs and flows so much. If you keep your head down, someone will probably make themselves a bigger target than you next time, and you can kind of fade into the background a little bit. My point with that is, when people make it to the end of the game, there's typically... 
There's obviously exceptions, people like Rick Devins, Ben Dreberg, and people like that, that the target is just on them their entire run. But for the most part, people that make it to the end, there are like two or three votes where it's like seriously could be them and they survive it. And the rest of the time, uh, they're sort of in the background and there's other people that are the biggest targets. When it's one of those nights where it genuinely could be you, if you got stuff in your bag, just get it out and do not go home with shit in your pocket if you really think that it could be you. Like Deshaun, if he's really thinks that, you know, they're trying to split and if one or two people uh don't go with the plan, he could be going home. It's a great it's a great decision to uh use your your extra vote. Um just get it all out there. So that I do agree with. But I'm just I'm surprised he was getting votes this early in the game. Um, he is I thought the most protected person in the game, and now I don't think so. So that's why I had to drop him a little bit. Um, he's bet he is better than this ranking, but at this point it is what it is. And number six, I have Liana. Uh, Liana got smacked in the face with a bowling ball tonight, courtesy of Xander. Um, had to drop her a little bit. She's still in a good position, though, so I couldn't absolutely molly whop her and drop her with the the heathers of the world. But my God, what a what a misplay with this! Um, I do feel sort of bad for her because I think ninety eight percent of people would have fallen for what she fell for. Like I said before, there's no reason to think that that idol is a fake that Xander is holding. So. It is it is what it is there. Um she really needs to get things sorted out quickly though because Evie like she started to get mad at Evie for being like because Evie said thanks Liana. Um and it's you can't get mad at her. Like you got caught this whole episode you've been playing both sides and one side found out and screwed you with your nice advantage. Um, because you were trying to have your cake and eat it too. And you, you can't get mad at Evie there. Like you, you pushed too hard and you got caught. At least you didn't go home. That's what you should be thinking. And I mean, she was safe, so she couldn't have gone home, but, uh, things could have like, yeah, things didn't work out for, her. it could have been much worse. Um, they still ended up getting out a person that she's not really with. So it doesn't really matter, but she, I keep saying, since literally the preseason, I've been saying she is so aggressive, she wants to play so hard, and I was saying her new group could be ones that check that impulse in her or channel it in a good way, and I think that they got such a scare tonight that uh they might unravel i think that there is a chance that this like last week when this alliance happened i was like sign these guys up for like the final six at least because i just i thought there was there was no way that if they played their best game that they shouldn't end up the final six or five or even four um but i mean uh at this point Deshaun had his hardest night of the season. Shan was like the voice of reason. Shan was like, guys, this happens before the vote. It's just it's just to set have paranoia set in. I'm like, have you watched yourself for the first month? Literally, the way that Deshaun was acting was about 10% of how Shan has been every single vote 
of her career besides this one. So I I don't know. I think this this alliance is close to unraveling because Danny I don't think is great strategically either. And if Deshaun is kind of off his game, uh, Liana I think she has a good mind, but she's a little bit overeager to get it uh, really into the thick of things. And Shan is kind of hit or miss at this point. So, yeah, the things could get ugly quickly. And I think uh, Liana went from being a person where if this group was targeted, she'd be maybe the last one to be targeted to now I think she's probably the first one to be targeted um, because there was just this public display of her going for something and not coming up with it. So um, into the top five here. At number five, I have Xander. The reason why he's not higher is because he is so on the radar right now. Everyone knows he has an idol. He just he had such a great non-play with it that people are like giving him high fives and patting him on the back in the middle of tribal council, and it hasn't even worked yet. Like they, like it's it's absolutely insane. Well, I guess it did work because the the advantage became a non-advantage. Um, they weren't sure if Evie was going home yet or not, but they were like, holy shit, Xander, that's awesome. He's so on the radar right now. That being said, I've said this the entire season. Xander has so much talent for the game. He just needs a foothold. This hourglass thing, like, okay, he benefited from it, and you could say, oh, wow, he benefited from the stupid swap. He got so fucked by that advantage in the pre-merge. I don't want to hear it. He is... uh like it's house money at this point because he got so fucked at the beginning that like they would literally have to hand him an idol a brand new one in order for me to be like okay xander is getting he's getting more than he's giving but at this point the hourglass thing saves him because he would have been a real candidate to go home tonight and if more than just evie was on the block for him i think it does not go as smoothly as it does and there's a chance he either goes home or ends up having to play the idol. Um, so I think surviving this vote and having tribal council go kind of crazy, the potential for the big group to fracture, that's exactly what he needs. And uh, I think he could ride this deep, not necessarily saying he definitely will, but I think he could. I really like Xander um, in these kind of chaos scenarios. I think he has one of the best minds um, to just keep his head down and keep moving forward. Okay, number four, I have Danny. Um, I don't really have much to say about Danny. He's just, every week, it's kind of the same where I'm like, whenever he talks strategy, it doesn't. it's not great, but he seems really safe. I'm sort of surprised. Like, usually, I guess it's not close enough to the end where people are like, if that guy gets on an immunity run, watch out. Like, if this were the final eight, then I think he's probably the one getting votes instead of Deshaun, um, just because he is a physical beast, and you're really scared of, like, what if there's a bunch of physical challenges back-to-back? Like, he's obviously an animal out there. Um, and it, But, I mean, it's it's more of the same where, strategically, I just don't think he is close to the top this season so although he's super safe i just don't feel comfortable putting him higher than like this basically like just outside the top three maybe third if it were like the final six or something like that he's just 
He's not one of the top one or two people. I just can't see him winning. I can see him going deep, of course, but there's just with with being the winner, there's always one or two situations where you don't have to be the best player this season, but you definitely got to be one of the best ones to be able to navigate them. And I just don't know that he's that. He's definitely safe for now. Um, I think similar to Nasir, though, um, I think he's he'll be a like middle merge kind of boot, maybe like seventh place, something like that. I just I don't think he has that end game gear in him strategically. Okay, at number three we got Shan. I don't know if I'm back on the train or not. She seems to... This is what I was saying with Dave. The more people are in the game, the less she, like, freaks out. Like, on her tribe, when there were six people left, she was the best player. When there were five people left, she was the best player. When there were four left, she started to overthink a little bit. She started to go nuts a little bit. When there was three left, she was full-on crazy. When there was two left, they weren't even voting anyone out anymore, and she was still arguing with Ricard. Um... But now there's 12 people in the game. Now there's 11. I just, she seems to have her head screwed on straight again. And so I'm sort of back on the Shan train. I don't necessarily think, like, everyone is in on her being the winner. And I've sort of been out on it. I don't know who I think is the winner um, at this point. I think she's definitely a candidate. But... I she she would not be my first choice at this point, but I think this was a a comeback voting voting cycle for Shan. It was two episodes long. Yes, yeah, she had the she kind of screwed Liana actually by telling asking about the advantage right in front of Tiffany. That was dumb. So actually, she stinks. Um, no, nah, but I mean, Shan she's been fine. Um, not great, but she's been off the radar. So. And when I say not great, I just mean, like, she hasn't been overly impressive, but she's been fine. Um, so, yeah, all the bad things I had to say about Shan, haven't been seeing them too much recently. Uh, at number two, I have Ricard. So, it's a little weird where there was this core four that I was like, this is the strongest group in the game by far. And now we are to the point where... They are ranked 3rd, 4th, 6th, and 7th in my rankings. Like, it's it feels weird to me for Ricard to not truly be a member of that group, but to be ranked at number 2. He's just... He's so consistently... I said it before, he's so cool, he doesn't blink. It is... Like, everything was on the line of that challenge, like I was saying. Like, he seriously could have went home if he lost that challenge. And just calm, cool, and collected. He was in fourth in that challenge. When there there's four people working on their top level, and he just he kept it cool. He worked at his own pace. He did his thing. He won that immunity. He used that to kind of get in with this big group. And I think there is a big difference between what he did and what Erica did. Where Erica and Nasir too sort of joined this group that doesn't really have their back, and they just did it just because, and it's sort of a non-move. For Ricard, I think he has enough ins with that group that it actually does make sense for him to try to sneak his way in there because he can now work his way up the ladder. Like, Eric and Nasir are not on the ladder. They're just 
passengers on this bigger group's journey, and that will get them picked off eventually. But Ricard, he's in it. He's on the fringe, but he's in it. And he has the opportunity to work up. And uh, because he is involved with that group and just because I have all the confidence in the world in him, um, I, I think he is a serious, serious endgame player. Dave made him his winner pick. Like I said, I there's a bunch of people for me that it could be at this point, but he's definitely one of them. He's He might be my leader in the clubhouse at this point. I just... I can't say enough good things about Ricard. I think he just has so much natural talent for the game. Great mix of social and strategic where he really has the chops in both, but he uh, he never really seems like the biggest threat out there. I think it's important. Um, and my number one player this week is Tiffany. Like I said with Ricard, it feels weird. She voted incorrectly and is so obviously not in the majority, but she there's just something about Tiffany that I love where she's she has this plan with Xander and Evie and yeah if they didn't have this plan and Sydney and they ended up just changing their mind and going with Sydney then yeah Tiffany's way lower because she doesn't do as much but her group had this plan and they executed and I think the big thing is Evie and Xander were yes Tiffany had the idol but Evie and Xander were the ones out in front on this where people are wanting to vote out Evie it's Xander's idol they're the ones with like all the talking being about them. Tiffany is the most safe out of the three of them. So even if they did get paganged a little bit, we always see it where that last person, they're like, okay, well, you know, if we vote her out, then we get to this number. And if we get to this number, then I'm screwed. So how about we, we make a move first? That always happens. I think Tiffany is in, she's in the perfect like underdog make a run situation where she's a good player and she has good allies and she's not in the best situation but she's not dead to rights either and it's it's a position for her to have a big comeback and gain momentum and i honestly think she could be a winner i like her i like ricard like i said shan is in my mind at this point again i think xander's in play and i think deshaun's in play i'd say those are the five at this point I think Danny, Liana are in good spots, but I think no. Erica, Nasir, Heather, definitely not. And Evie, uh, Evie's fringe for me um, in terms of ability, but in terms of edit and how things are sitting right now, I think no. So those those are like my five right now. Tiffany, Ricard, Shan, Xander, and Deshaun. I think one of those five is going to be the winner of this season. So there you have it. Those are my rankings for this week. We run down them one more time. We got Tiffany one, Ricard at two, Shan at three, Danny at four, Xander at five, Liana is six, right in the middle. We got Deshaun at seven, Erica is eight, Jamie Halpert. Nine is the man, Nasir. Ten is Hoother. And eleven is Evie. Okay. We have one more order of business. It is the Dun Chain. Um at this point, like I said last week, I forgot the paper at home. Um, I'm pretty confident that Dave and I both have Nasir Dunchained, and I know one of us has Heather. I think it's him. So obviously, um, we just lost Sydney, one of my one of my players. So it is my turn to Dunchain. 
And I would like to Dunchain Heather, but I'm not sure if I have her yet or not, to be completely honest. I really need Dave to clear that up for me. Um, so I'm I'm not going to do that and risk uh, Dunchaining someone I already have Dunchained. If I find out next week that I don't have her Dunchained, then sure, she's back in play for me. But for right now, I'm going to go with someone else that I think has no shot of winning, and that is uh, Jamie Halpert. Erica, I just, she's so non-aggressive. Um, it's just, the passive gameplay, it can get you far, but it's it's never going to get her the win. Um, especially this cast, a lot of them really want to play the game. I think they're going to respect gameplay at the end. And she just, she doesn't really have allies, and she doesn't have uh I just don't think she has that next gear or she needs like three gears past where she's at right now in order to be playing a winning game. I just don't think she has it at this point. Um, so I'm going to Dunchain. Erica, Jamie Halpert. Okay. Um, like I said, a bit of a shorter one coming in. Uh, we're at 49 minutes right now. So yeah, shortest episode of the season. Like I said, uh, I have no Dave to play off of. So yeah, just want to get something out there for you guys um because the schedule might get a little bit hectic with holidays coming up and my work schedule is weird dave and i are three time zones apart it's just uh you know it's it's tough to be as consistent as we were in the beginning so i had nothing to do i wanted to make sure uh, i filled that time with getting you guys something to listen to um this week so i appreciate you guys joining me on this solo mission um as always you can follow us on tiktok twitter and i don't know why i said twitter like that twitter um twitter instagram and tiktok are all at the reality gurus dropped the emergency press conference last night um pretty much the most popular thing that i do at this point is the emergency press conference um so yeah check those out give us the follow um on those we're saying if we if we can build those accounts, we'll start getting more creative with them. But right now, uh, kind of hovering at some low numbers. So, uh, so yeah, we're we're sticking with just the podcast for now. But you know, get involved if you want if you want even more. Um, it's up to you guys. The ball the ball is no longer in my court here. Um, also, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can uh, subscribe to us there or however you're listening right now. You can just keep doing your thing. I would appreciate that. However you want to listen, I'm totally fine with. I'm not partial. I just know that those are the big ones. So figure I toss them out there. If you're like, oh, man, I found on Spotify. I wish it was on Apple Podcasts. Well, it is. So there you go. Um, But however you're listening, I just want to say thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you all next time.